okay, I will read the four, uh, the voices of recovery. December 14th, we go to meeting, we make an effort to express our feelings openly and we act as if the power to change, to abstain from compulsive overeating is all ours. For today, page eight. I have always been a person who sees the bigger picture and plans ahead. At those first few meetings, I couldn't comprehend that my abstinence and recovery were not a lifetime commitment. When stumbling through the beginning of my recovery, I, became, I came upon the phrase of living and acting as if, as if I am abstinent, as if God, as if a sponsor, and as if I am indeed recovering. That simple mental adjustment has helped me immeasurably. I have come from acting as if to actually being abstinent, to having a relationship with God, to living one day at a time, to having a sponsor and now being one, and to actually recovering. Learning to live in the moment has been a blessing. I no longer fret about what hasn't been done, or what has already happened. I've learned to just be. I can acknowledge that for today, I am abstinent and grateful. I'm no longer in the driver's seat. That simple thought could never have happened without OA. I am Rob. My name is Rob, and um, I'm a compulsive overeater. 61 years of experience at that, but only about 30 years around program. And I, I say around program because I haven't been in program for 30 years. I have relapse in my story. That does not have to be your story. If you are a newcomer, what I can say from my experience is it is easier to stay than it is to come back. And it is easier to hold on to an abstinence than it is to get it back. At least that was my experience. Yours may be different. And anything I say tonight is just me. It's not OA. It's not the inner group. It, it's nothing but one person's story and one person's struggle with a long time. I'll change that. A lifetime issue with food and compulsive eating. It talks about when we go to meetings, we make an effort to express our feelings openly and act as if the power to change is already ours or from compulsive overeating and abstaining. I've heard that. I, I've heard um, fake it till you make it. I've heard acting as if. I don't care for fake it till you make it um, because I did a lot of things that were not genuine. I had a facade. I tried to let you see things that I wanted you to see, but not the truth. Um, people may have seen a gregarious person that was relatively happy. Truth was, when I got home in isolation, game on. Character defects, into the food. It was obvious because I wore my disease on the outside. Some can go home, shut the curtains, be in their disease. Really, for a while, no one will know. I've heard in another fellowship, there's fun, fun with problems, and then just problems. Uh, for me, I've gained and lost 100 pounds multiple times. I've tried everything. 
the big book in the end or, or the end in chapter three talks about things we've tried. I always get a chuckle because they trade one thing for another. It's only on this day, but not that day. If this happens, but not that. I did all those things with food, um, starvation, restriction, exercise, bulimia. Toward the end of my eating career, I gave in, ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and I dared the disease to kill me. That, that's, that's true. That's where it took me. No value and no purpose. And come on, disease, what do you got? I got 30 days into that and my heart put the brakes on and I'm grateful. This says I've always been a person that sees the big picture and plans ahead. You know, that's interesting because I think I shared this morning. If I go into the future, I can be in trouble with anxiety. If I go too much in the past, which I'm really good at ruminating, running it over and over and over. I can really get into depression. And a long timer in program once told me, I got to give up all hope of a better past. That made sense to me because it's written. I can't change it. As far as the future, I read something once that said, I don't know, 85% of the things we worry about never come to fruition. So why are we wasting all those cycles on that? If I stay in today, I have a better chance of staying abstinent. I have a better chance of being happy. If I'm not reliving a past that I can do nothing about, I have a better chance of not being depressed, eating over that. And again, the future. What if I die here? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if a comet hits the earth? I mean, on and on and on, right? If I try to let go of that, and live in the moment. I got a shot at this. I consider myself currently in remission. I am in recovery, but far from recovered. I am granted a daily reprieve. Based on how I work the program. And for me, you may be different, but for me, my connection with a higher power. We don't have to have the same one. That's one of the great things about program. Mine may not work for you. Yours may not work for me, but that's okay. It's just something outside of ourselves. Because I've proven that I am not a good director of the show. Uh, my sponsor told me I'm not the general manager of the universe anymore. That job is taken by someone far better than I. I mean, I'm good at it. You're good at it, Rob, but you might want to let go. There's one of those phrases, let go, let God. Well, let go, let higher power, let go, let nature, let go, whatever works for you. Just let it go. It's, it's not something we can control. When stumbling through the beginning of my recovery, it says I came upon the phrase of living and act as if, as if I'm abstinent, as if I have that solid relationship with a higher power, as if I have a sponsor, and as if I am indeed recovering. Um, I had a higher power when I came in. I'm grateful for that. I had a definition of one. I did not have a relationship with one. 
I had turned my back. They never turned their back on me. I find out now because I can feel it with a different pair of glasses, looking at some of the periods of my life, I can see where I was carried. I can see where I was supported. I did have a loving presence and I'm blessed beyond I des- what I deserve. I mean, that is, that is a fact. That is a fact. I, I was an adoptee. I suffered from abandonment. I went through a period of what I would call child abuse. However, I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. And I picked up skills that have helped me in life through some of that. There's positives if I look for them. Since that simple mental adjustment has helped immeasurably, I'll tell you about another one I made. I used to say I have to do things. I have to do this. I have to do that. And someone suggested I try. I get to do this. I get to do that. It's interesting for me how a simple thing like that, just the way I look at something, it's the same thing. Just the way I look at it changes it completely. When I was in the heights of the disease, there was a chair in the other room here that I would sit in and look out into my backyard and see everything that was wrong with it. The pool needed work, the landscaping needed work, the hardscape, the wall, everything. A little bit of recovery I'm looking out that same window. I have an amazingly beautiful backyard. It's unbelievable, really. Same backyard. It really hasn't changed. What's changed? My perspective of that backyard. And that's something you guys taught me in program. And I didn't know some of these things. I can be a real arrogant jerk. Um, I have the ability to make fun of people and they don't even know they've been made fun of. People would leave my office back in the day when I ran a company and they'd say, that dude didn't even realize you were ripping him a new one. Nope. Nope. I minored in it. Sarcasm, degradation, nastiness. There's a new way to live, you know, and, and one of the benefits of that is I don't have to eat over it. You know, and then I think maybe they go home and they're happier. I'm retired now, and that's where I got into real trouble. I had defined myself a lot by what I did for a living. And when that was over, I decided I had no value and no purpose. It's silly now, but that's what I decided. And that's when I decided to eat myself to death. Why? Why not? You know, stopping at bowl, bag, plate, cup. And, and then my case for a period of time, their glass, eating and drinking things I knew I shouldn't, but during the disease to kill me, no value, no purpose. And it hit me one day. I gained value and purpose through service to others. And it was an amazing thing. It was almost like a light had turned on in the room I was working in. I was doing sound equipment for a hybrid room for a fellowship. And it was as if a voice said, have you found your value and your purpose? 
One of our traditions is to carry the message to those that still suffer. And it says it's our primary purpose. I get to do that. I get to do that. And when I asked uh, my higher power to take over, I offered myself in service. Use me, you know, make me your conduit. Take me, you know, if not me, who? And he did. Um, I will tell you that if this didn't happen about seven years ago, I wouldn't be here today the way I was going. Um, 330 pounds, 60 inch waist, CPAP for severe sleep apnea, did the louvre in a wheelchair, um, joint replacement. What I leave out? Multiple blood pressure medications. I'm on none of that today. Higher power has 155 pounds of mine somewhere. I don't want it back, but I'm eligible to get it back. And to stave that off, I'm willing. I still have the gift of desperation. I remember what that was like. I don't want that again. So service, meetings, the steps, connection with a higher power, they work for me. So far, tomorrow, I don't know. But today, as of 6.24 p.m. Pacific time, I've been granted another day of reprieve from this. I don't know about tomorrow if I worry about that anxiety. Um, my past, there's a promise. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I don't regret it. It's my story and the story I can share with others. And hopefully they'll get their gift to desperation Maybe they'll become willing to become willing like I did. Maybe surrender to a higher power. Maybe get to step zero. This stuff's just got to stop. For me, when I came into program, it wasn't about weight. I was powerless over food and my life had become unmanageable. That's what it was. I was just granted weight as a reward, or I don't know, reward's not the right word, a byproduct. You know, there's another promise that says no matter how far down the scale we've gone. I used to think when I came into program, that was a scale with a dial on it and numbers. I now know it's no matter how far disease has taken me. It had nothing to do with the scale. And today I will not be defined by a scale or numbers on it. I'm a human being. And I have value, I have purpose, and that's to be of service to others. Thank you for letting me share.